welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. If you would like additional information, visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. Well, good morning again, and uh, we have something that we're going to be doing here that's very unique and different uh, this morning before we hear the message today. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful today as we worship God to the, together, I was reminded that uh, God is still moving. God is still up to great and mighty things, things that we see and things we don't even see. Um, and God is still calling people. He's still choosing people uh, to follow him and to uh, to take them out of their comfort zones even at times. And uh, I know this, that God is, is choosing people, even you, to reach people in your community, in your household, in your workplace. Um, and we are called to go and do that, right? The Bible teaches us that, to go and make disciples. And so we go, but we also send people. If we can't go to a certain location, if we can't be somewhere, we send them out, right? And that's what uh, this church has been about for so many years is that uh, we've been able to impact our community as well as uh, send people out and reach them. And so uh, this morning, uh, we're going to have one of our one of our young student or young adults here today. I call him a student because he used to be in Remix. So um, and so he, he started out in Remix. I have your microphone there on the front seat there. Uh, Noah White. Many of you know Noah. Um, some of you may not know him, but Noah is is just a, a bit taller than me. He's a he's a little bit taller than me. But um, I first met Noah in our in our youth ministry, and um, and we we got to connect, and and I've seen him grow uh, into an incredible young man who who loves God, who wants to reach people, who has a, a heart's desire for people who who need Jesus, and uh, regardless of where they are, and uh, and so he's. He's graduated out of our youth ministry. He's been he's been to college, Southeastern University, which Pastor Paul, that's near and dear to his heart. Um, and so, uh, but he's he's also uh, just felt something God stirring in his heart to do. And so we're gonna uh, just give him a, a, a chance here to share just that what what God is up to in his life and and how we can partner with him this morning. And so, would you give it up for Noah White as he comes? And we're gonna. I'm going to ask him a couple of questions uh, to kind of help you understand wh- why we're doing this, what he's up to, what God is doing. Um, and so, uh, Noah, here we go. You ready? Okay. Um, so, uh, first off, many people obviously are going to be wondering, uh, as I've talked about you, what God is doing. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about where you're going uh, and for how long. Go ahead. Okay. So, I'm actually heading out. I, I can't name the the place right now, um, but I'm going to a country in Central Asia, uh, which, uh, well, yeah, Central Asia, um, and I'm going to be there for about six months. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so can you describe the mission field, what the people are like, um, their need during this time? Can you kind of share a little bit about that? Yeah, so the, uh, the people have a very long history um, all the people of Central Asia as a whole uh, came out of uh, the nomadic tribes that used to be in the area. 
Um, they were integrated into the Soviet Union back uh, in the early 1900s, and then that collapsed, and a lot of countries gained their independence. Um, but out of that, um, a lot of the people, the religions that they practice are now more like folk religions. They kind of say like, well, oh, I'm a Muslim, or I am a, uh, you know, or I'm a Christian. Um, but it's more of like a loose, like my family is this, you know, so. Um, but speaking about religion, uh, I, I should put this in the perspective for you. I actually have, well, I don't think I, yeah, I have a slide that should go up. I guess they're, yeah, that didn't work out. Okay, so I'll just tell you. So uh, for religion, um, the entire region of Central Asia includes about 123 million people. You know, that's about one-third of the United States. And uh, to put it in perspective, uh, there's about 107 million Muslims, um, 25 million atheists, 6 million Buddhists. Um, there's even Zoro, Zoroastrianists. Have you ever heard that religion before? I didn't know people still practice that, but they're, they're still, out, still out there. Christianity makes about 0.41% of the entire population of Central Asia, which makes it one of the many unreached places of the, of the earth. Um, so the mission field out in the country where I'm going is kind of prime right now. There is a lot of tension between the government and Christianity. Um, they are slowly losing their freedom, but they still sort of have it. You know what I'm saying? So this is kind of like the prime time for missionaries to go out and, and preach the gospel. They need evangelism. They need the hope of Christ out there. Um, because they're, they're starting to lose that ability, you know. Christians are losing their, their, um, their ability to spread the gospel and to, to teach the youth about who Jesus is. And, um, you know, the country I'm going to specifically is actually considered the launching pad uh, for missionaries into the rest of Central Asia. So that's why it makes the situation so tense. So many missionaries are going out there, um, but, uh, you know, the government is starting to see them as more of a threat. Um, which is unfortunate, but yeah. That's cool, and uh, it's cool to see God moving in people in our church uh, who have a heart for the unreached people groups, right? I mean, God tells us in his word that he desires all people to come to know him, and, and Noah's heart has been stirred, especially, I'm not, I'm, I know it's not a recent stir, this has been an ongoing thing that God has been stirring in his heart uh, to reach people uh, who do need Christ, especially in this season, and so even though this may not be the year that any of us expected, uh, the church is still moving forward, right? I mean, the country may have been going backward, but God's kingdom doesn't go backward. It only moves forward. And so this is an important thing for us to uh, kind of just share with everyone here is that God is still calling people. He's still choosing people uh, to, to do uh, things that are beyond our ability, but with God's help, God's grace, he empowers us to do those things. And so um, I know you said you're going to Central Asia. You can't mention the country by name, but um, tell us a little bit about some of the people there that maybe you can share a little bit about their story, the church, those kinds of things that you've mentioned briefly to me. Yeah, so uh, there, there are a lot of uh, fascinating testimonies that kind of come out of the, the region that I'm going to. Um, and one that really sticks out to me is well, both the pastor I'm working with and his wife, both their testimonies are just amazing, and God has done amazing things uh, in their lives. But I want to focus on the testimony of the wife this morning. Um, 
So in the country I'm going to, there has, uh, there's been lots of uh, division between the super rich and exceedingly poor, and that has to do a lot with economics, and that would take forever to explain here, but more information after if you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, she grew up in this crime-ridden village, um, which is actually, villages commonly are very poor, and there's a lot of petty theft, and, um, you know, motor rates can be high in those villages. But um, her father is kind of out of the picture. Her mom uh, was um, as like a super alcoholic, you know, and that's super common for people out there in Central Asia. Actually, a study was done by the WHO that found that uh, people in Central Asia drink twice as much as the global average of alcohol. You know, um, it comes out of the the hopeless uh, idea that religion is not needed. That came from the Soviet Union, um, and that's still held in a lot of places out there. Well, so her father's out of the picture. Her mom is this raging alcoholic, is not there. Uh, her two older brothers turn to crime. First brother, both of them go to prison. One gets out, commits suicide. The other gets out, commits another crime, goes back to prison, and she has no one, you know. And she decided to take the same path that they did, committed a, some petty crime, and was put in prison at the age of 15 years old. Um, and it was there that she met somebody that introduced the gospel of Jesus Christ to her in a prison at the age of 15 years old. So she got saved, and she was released two years early from prison. She was released around 16 and a half years old. Um, finds uh, the same church that uh, her husband was going to at the time, and about four years later, the two of them got married, and um, just a complete turnaround in, in her life and, and, and her husband's life. And um, what's fascinating to me is how God brought uh, a person who was in complete darkness uh, to a place of, I don't know, I'll explain it like this. Their church right now has four church plants across Central Asia. They just established another one recently in December in another city. And their goal by the end of 2030 is to establish nine churches, nine church plants across Central, uh, Central Asian region. That includes all the countries. And by the end of 2023, they wanna start a youth training center, you know, youth leadership training center, which I think is amazing. You know, just kind of the vision that God has brought into their lives, the hope that God has brought into their lives has, has echoed into the lives of others. It's rippled into the lives of others. Um, and while I was out there last year, it was just amazing to see um, how God had worked uh, through their ministry. And um, I'll be happy to yeah. be working with them. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, and, I, and of course, like, as much as we could, we were trying to share as much as we can up here. Um, but obviously, like Noah said, there is more information. that If you would like to talk to him more about this, uh, you certainly can reach out to him. He'd be happy to, to answer any questions or provide any uh, resources, or if you want to know anything, please don't hesitate to ask, because uh, as we um, talk about this, what God has done in this pastor's wife, and, and what's going on as a result, it's amazing to see how God orchestrated these events, 
Um, and so we we want to we want to help uh, this area of the world as well as as, as help Noah. So if you could. Uh, as we close this time of, of sharing about this, what are some things that as a church we can help you with? Well, uh, it is cheap and also not cheap to live out in another, in another country um, uh, because, you know, rent is a lot less than here in America, but the food is just about the same. And, um, you know, there's a lot of expenses that surround, you know, doing mission work in another country long term. Uh, which I didn't know about. I, mean, I had a lot of friends. I asked for advice, and I talked to people who work in missions. And um, originally, I was going bare bones. I was like, I'll only raise 800 a month. You can't do that. You can't do that. Um, it wouldn't be enough to cover the cost. So I actually have a breakdown up here, um, and these are available for people after the service as well, um, of my broken down expenses um, uh, for living out there. Um, you know, and... We can talk more about that after, um, but, you know, I, I, I'll need a lot of prayer, too. You know, this is the beginning of hopefully a long journey uh, working in the mission field. You know, I want to do it full time, and this is the, the first step, six months. Um, and this right here, just to break it down, right now I am about $970 a month out from my goal, which means, you know, this is just a hypothetical, but... If 10 families said, hey, I'm going to give 100 a month, you know, I would be, I'd be past my goal. And that's my minimum. You know, I'm trying to raise more if I can, because if I raise more, that, that gives me a little more security just in case something happens. Um, it is, uh, huh? I said that's cool. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it is cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it, and uh, this is, all this, all these funds are going through, uh, my church in Florida, who has taken on the responsibility of administering my mission work in Central Asia. Um, so they are an official uh, 501c3 organization, um, and there is a giving tab under their website where you can give to me personally, um, and it's tax deductible for those of you who desire that. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, cool. that's... Yeah, and so, um, you know, if you feel God stirring in your heart, you know, to help Noah, please... Uh, don't hesitate to talk with him. He can help you fill in any gaps that you may have questions about. Uh, but we also want to pray for him uh, and ask God to, to bless and minister through him. Uh, and, and during this time, during this season, as he's going to an area that's very sensitive uh, to the gospel, and that's a positive for the people, but obviously there are times where not everybody likes what, what you're doing. And so um, but we're, we're grateful uh, for Noah for saying yes. How many are grateful for people that say yes? When God calls, they say yes. Um, and that, and that can't, that can't, that's not easy at times, I can tell you that. But we want to pray for him uh, as a church. And, you know, we want Pastor Paul to come and present God's word today. And if you, again, if you have any questions after service, feel free to talk with him. He would love to help you uh, in any way he can. Uh, but if, if we could do this as Pastor Paul comes, we're going to pray for him. And obviously we can't do what we normally would like to do, surround him and, and lay hands on him. But uh, if you could extend your hand this direction, if you're watching online, can you extend your hand even towards the screen today? Uh, we want to pray for God's protection upon his life uh, as he steps out in faith, as he's going to an unreached people groups and, and, and wanting to help people. And we're just going to pray for God to open doors. And we know God will. He always seems to answer uh, right in time. And so let's pray for him. Lord, we, we thank you for Noah. We thank you for his heart. Lord, we thank you for the calling that you have placed on his life, for him saying yes 
to that calling. And Lord, as he steps into this, uh, this calling that you've placed in his life, Lord, this, this beginning, Lord, of something new, Lord, we pray that you would begin to protect him. Uh, Lord, that you would protect him physically, emotionally, and spiritually, because we know, Lord, that the enemy wants to stop anything from happening that God wants to do, but we know that you are greater than, the, than he that is in this world. Lord, we know that you are a God who is greater than it than anything. And so, Lord, we pray for protection upon his life. We pray for doors of opportunity open for him. God, that there will be a smooth transition into a new culture, Lord, and beginning to, to engage with people that are new. Uh, Lord, they, and that we pray that doors uh, of ministry will begin to open for him to share the gospel, whatever that may look like. Lord, we know that you are with him. And God, we pray that you will provide for him uh, not just protection, but the resources he needs to bless this church that he's going to be partnering with, and that, God, you will guide his very steps. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Let's applaud him and let's thank him this morning. I'm going to be in the back after the service. And he said he will be in the back after service if you would like to talk with him. So, Pastor, thank you. All right. Hey, God bless you, Noah. And you know what to do, right? Yeah, you know what to do. And um, we're just absolutely thrilled to see uh, Noah and so many others that have been part of the ministries here, the discipleship at Grace. Uh, Dan Turing is here with his friend, Lexi. And uh, Dan, if you'd stand, he's the, uh, yeah, Dan Turing, stand. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Dan is a full-time youth pastor at uh, Coastal uh, Church, um, and we have just so many. I think there's somewhere close to 20 people, uh, younger people, that are in full-time ministry at Grace, and we praise the Lord for it, and it's because of you. Uh, today, the Bennetts, missionaries to um, one of the Central Eurasian countries that's closed, part of the uh, Live Dead movement, were to be with us. They called me, and they've been exposed to COVID, and so they're quarantined. I just want to say, y'all be careful, all right? Y'all be careful and uh, do what you got to do. But however, Chris and I, uh, we typically on this day have a missionary at Grace. I was so glad that Noah was able to just so capably fill in. And then we have all the college-age kids and their leadership over to our house. Last year, that was like 31 and uh, they eat everything in sight, and the missionary is with us. And so, but what we're going to do today is over, it'll start at 1130 uh, in the activity center. If you're college age uh, or leadership, um, we invite you to come. And uh, Chris uh, will have pizza, of course, but she's also made her famous homemade apple crisp. It'll be warm with ice cream. I can go for that. How about you? Uh, probably lasts about 45 minutes, and uh, we're just so looking forward to it. And the Bennetts are going to uh, visit us for a few minutes uh, via Zoom. And so we're, we're just really excited that we can do this. I want to turn your attention to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 3, verses 9 through 11. Thank you for being online and uh, uh, just worshiping the Lord with us today. I want to talk with you for a few moments as... Um, about reflecting, about rejoicing, and about resetting for greater things. Greater things. We are God's fellow workers. Paul the Apostle said, for 
We are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building, according to the grace of God which was given to me like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building on it. But each person must be careful how he builds on it, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Praise God. And so the main idea I want to share with you this morning, that as we look ahead to the new year that's coming up, is that God is building His church. Put in the comments, Please, God is building His church to accomplish His plan of redemption. And the great news is that you and I get to be part of it. Praise God. So the first thing is this, at this time of the year, to reflect. that we, This is what Paul wrote, church, that you and I are God's field, we are God's building, and also God's fellow workers in this. Just imagine with me, what that is. Imagine how invested that God is in your life and in the church of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, in Psalms, he calls his people the sheep of his pasture and that Jesus is the good shepherd. In Isaiah 61, to give us an idea of how invested God is in your life this morning, if you invite Him in and say, I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, we are called the plantings of the Lord, the oaks of righteousness. Can someone say amen? That's the plan that God has for you and for me, contrasted with the enemy of our soul who comes to steal kill and destroy. And in this life, you have a, this, is a, this is a multiple choice with only two answers. We either follow God and know that the goodness of God is following after us and we've entered into His plan and served the God of the universe who is invested in our lives or we are headed on a path that's away from God, serving ourselves, serving our self-interest. It's one, it's called a trap that the enemy of our souls has laid to steal, kill, and destroy from you. But the good news is that Jesus said, I've come to give life and that more abundantly. Can someone say amen? Praise God. And so Jesus said about you and I, He called us His church, the people of God. We're the bridegroom. And He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail. John chapter 15, we are called the vineyard of the Lord and God is overseeing us. Ephesians, we're called this holy temple, the church that we're called living stones that He is building together. God's building together for a, the habitation of His Spirit to dwell. Praise God. So imagine if God is that invested in your life. What God wants to do in you and in me and through us to reach everyone in this world with all the gospel because he's not willing that any should perish. Reflect for a moment what a privilege it is to be God's fellow workers and that he invites us into his world. Into his world to do something that's lasting. I, uh, I, I on Facebook, I uh, 
you know, just um, on Christmas Day, I'm looking, you know, hey, every day I look, how about you, you know, it's, uh, and I'm always amazed. Uh, one of the dear saints is in the, in the rehab center, and at 1.57 Christmas Eve, she texted me, uh, Merry Christmas, Pastor Paul, you know, and I, we took a plate of goodies to her on, on Christmas Day, and and uh, dropped it off, and we, we were talking, and she said, I was just laying there awake, uh, awake thanking God for his goodness. And it, so just Facebook is so random. And, I, and congratulations to the Hackett family, Bobby and Amber and your mom and dad and your sister. They all had matching pajamas. So someone said, what about for the dross? And I said, yeah, I don't think so. You know, it's all, if the kids want it, but I, I don't want my picture taken in pajamas. So anyway, uh, some have it. God bless you. Others don't. Uh, Kevin Hill, some of you know Kevin, this big man of a man, 300 and some pounds, just this wonderful brother in the Lord, texted me pictures of his little grandson that's a year old, he said it's his first Christmas. And then uh, and, and I uh, texted back to him and I said, that's what it's really all about, isn't it? And he said, oh, yes, it is. That and serving Jesus Christ. And lo and behold, Saturday morning, about 3 o'clock, guess who I get a text from with one final picture from his little grandson dressed up as in a Santa Claus pajamas, and they all had pajamas sort of like that. And, you know, when you think about it, what, what really matters in life is our family and our relationship with God. God gives us a family right now that we can be part of, and as moms and dads, and we can mentor and enjoy and love them. But He gives us a spiritual family into the family of God that will last forever and ever and ever and ever. Just think about that for a moment with me. Our purpose is to glorify God, church, in all that we do. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 1, he said, to the praise of the glory of His church. And when our purpose is to glorify God with all that we do in our life, we're headed in the right in the right direction. So today is a day that we want to take and say, let's reflect about what, who God is and what God's called us to do in the, even in the middle of all the, what I call the surfeiting of, of the holiday season. How many are ready for a new beginning, by the way, come January 1? Yeah, yeah. The second thing is rejoice. Um, Paul wrote this in verse uh, 10 and just the first part of it, according to the grace of God which was given to me like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building on it. If you would just put something in the comments that you're thankful to God for, you rejoice this morning. Rejoicing. It could be something spiritual. It could be something that uh, has happened in your life or your family. Uh, speaking of which, we rejoice with Caroline Mills. And Dalton, yes, Bolin, their announcement, Facebook and the engaged, and two really blessed people coming together, and uh, 
the mom, Mindy, just smiling ear to ear. I can tell it. I can see it in your eyes, not your face, but I can tell it. All right. But put something in the comments that you can rejoice and thank God for today. I can rejoice on behalf of the church that we have made progress in the middle of a pandemic. That's progress and pandemic should not go together. How many know that? But in the Lord, this is God's plan. We've made progress in the middle of a pandemic. So rejoice with me. Grace has continued to build. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. I rejoice when I look out and I see the number of new people who have joined Grace and been part of Grace in the middle of this time when there are churches who do not meet, when many have sort of folded their tents, many people have checked out, but I'm grateful that God is still at work. How about you? Praise God. So I rejoice. I rejoice that in the middle of 24-degree weather when we're driving to church this morning, I said to Chris, my wife, I said, I can hardly wait till summertime. And you know why? Because we're going to meet outside again. Can someone say praise God? Yeah. We got the salt out of the salt shaker, and it was what a blessing and an awesome thing to see so many people who would drive by on a Sunday morning and see this group of people praising God and hearing the Word of God, singing the songs of the Lord, filled with joy, just sort of pull in, and some one construction worker said, is it okay if I eat my sausage biscuit in my pickup truck? I just got, I just am finishing up the 12 to 8.30 shift. And we said, of course, you know. And the same guy gave a, just gave a wonderful offering because he appreciated it. And there's so many people that instead of withdrawing, we said, we're going to move ahead this is, the, this is the day of opportunity. The enemy of your soul wants you to believe because the normal, the normal avenues of progress are shut down that God is shut down. I'm telling you folks, God is not shut down. Jesus Christ is building His church. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. I asked the staff and uh, just to text me several things about the church and about their ministries. And I- I'm going to share something with you. And maybe in some churches, I don't know, some areas, someone would say, oh, don't, don't do that. It's hard to tell them what they'll do. I just want you to know that our regular tithes and offering this year, that's the cornerstone of giving. The tithe belongs to the Lord. have increased in the first 11 months over $100,000 over last year. Can someone rejoice with me? Amen. Now, someone might say, oh, Pastor, you're, you're just interested in money. No, I'm not. I'm interested in the kingdom of God moving forward and our obedience as a people to what belongs to God. Can someone say amen? That's what I'm interested in this morning. Do you know that our missions giving kept, kept um, 
was, was right up there with last year, and we were able to help so many new missionaries, plus I don't know how many other missionaries that our, uh, our association of churches put out and said, man, all their services have been shut down. Uh, could you help them? And so we sent them a check of 1000 or $1,500 just to help them. What would you think of if you were shut down at work? You know, some of you, you know what we're talking about? And to have a congregation that loved you, we just praise God for it. Our gen now, you've continued to give. We, we projected about 90000 for this year as we're heading into the final day. You've given over 160000 and there's more that have told me. So can you say praise God in the middle? I want to thank you for your obedient generosity. Remix, Pastor Bobby, I remember he put together the graduation in June. There were 27 that marched across that, uh, that thing the day we celebrated between Remix and College Age and I think one or two post-grads. And um, boy, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I said, oh man, I'm... I'm I'm feeling it for Pastor Bobby and Amber because how do you take out 27 people or 17 or 20 people, whatever it was, and how do you recover from that? I want you to know, he just said that their, their first-time guests this year are within five of what it was of all of last year. Can someone say praise God? Rejoice with me. Praise the Lord. Amen. Pastor Josh and Grayson Espanol was to plant and launch on September 20th. We couldn't do it because of the pandemic, but he looked for another hole. He's like the spiritual Lamar Jackson, okay? Just give me a hole. Give me a little daylight. They, and so they have their meeting together. They've been averaging. Uh, this is online, 800 views per... I mean, that's really good. And uh, they've... They've made connection with a whole network of family, of a network of radio stations in Ecuador and across Central America, and they're there. Can someone say praise the Lord? Amen. God is so good. Praise God. <laughs> Pastor Daniel and the music, worship, the sound, and tech. Uh, man, I just love Marvelous Mystery. And that first night that it showed, there were six or people Six or seven people raised their hand to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. Praise God. Can you say amen? Yes. Praise the Lord. So we thank God. that, And even during this time, he's been able to add people to the music team. And Julie, our children's specialist, they've uh, just, uh, just has tried so many, so many different things, but we're, they're able to go online and, and, and even our... Uh, our Royal Rangers and our Impact Clubs, and they went to Zoom and, and porch drop-offs that they were doing. Then Amber Hackett is our special projects and small groups and, and promotions person, and uh, I just admire the, her and Julie and our staff for their persistence, their creativity, and did it get weary? Did they get, yeah, they got weary. Where it was just really hard sometimes, but they hung in there, and there's been a big payoff, praise God. Praise the Lord. God is good, isn't He? Praise His name. I just want to uh, say this, that we reflect and we rejoice, but now's the time to, to reset. Paul wrote this. He said, but each person must be careful how he builds on it. 
for no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Church, I want to, I just want to lay it down and lay it out. We are going to reset for greater things. We have a lot to thank God for and to rejoice in, but there's greater things. There are more people that need the Lord. Imagine Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 2.9, he said that eye has not seen and ear has not heard, nor has it even begun to enter into the heart of mankind, humanity. If you're a part of the human race this morning, just raise your hand. Let me see it. Let me know you're awake. Uh, um, you can comment, say, yeah, I'm part of, I'm part of the human race that He is prepared for those who love Him. We sang the song, The Goodness of God Follows Me. We sang the song, Graves into Gardens. And God is calling us. And we are resetting for greater things. Paul wrote, be careful how you build. In other words, don't be like the foolish rich man of Luke chapter 12, whose barns were overflowing. And he said this, uh, I'm going to build bigger barns so I can store up more stuff and I'm going to kick back in life and I'm going to coast. I'm going to eat, I'm going to drink, and I'm going to be merry because I've got it all for myself. The Lord said, he said, this man, thou fool, tonight your soul will be required of you. Church, what is in your soul will be manifest in our barns. What's in our souls will be manifest in our barns. In other words, what we work for, where our energies are. If you want to know what's in your soul, if I want to know what's in my soul, look at your bank account. And look how you spend your time and look where your passions lie. But God wants us to know this is the promise of the Lord. He said this. He said in Deuteronomy 28, 2 and 8, He talks about barns there also. But He says, And all these blessings will come to you and reach you if you obey the Lord your God. The Lord will command the blessing to you in your barns and in everything that you put your hand to. And He will bless you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. The land that God is giving to you. Surely, church, that's Harford County. Surely, church, that's Central Asia, Eurasia, where people are being sent. Surely, church, that's Central and South America. Surely, church, that is to all the nations. And, go, and listen to this, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to Himself. If you're a person of the Lord, if you count yourself as the people of God, would you just raise your hand with me right now? God wants to establish you as a person of holiness, and here's why. You say, oh, Pastor, I don't know about that. What in the world does that mean? I don't drink, I don't dance, and I don't chew or go with girls that do. No, that's not what we're talking about. All right. This is holy to the Lord that we live for the praise of His glory. And when we live for the praise of His glory, Jesus said, seek 
ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these what? Things. Put in the comment, all these things will be added to you. But what really matters is our relationship with God and how we express that in our families and our love to them and then the people that God calls us to reach. And he said, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself so all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. Can someone say, praise God? So what it means, church, is this. God has blessed us, but we want to reflect and we want to say, Lord, and I'm asking myself, God, what, how can I make more room in my life for you? Are you satisfied with the room that God has in your life? Some of the young people at Grace have fallen in love. That's a good thing. Just keep it clean. My eye sees a lot. It's a wonderful time of life. When I was dating Chris, when I fell in love, I'm going to tell you, man, the car was washed. Waxed, vacuumed. I, it was Valentine's, and we were going to Disney World for something. And I bought her back in the day when you bought corsages. How many remember corsages? It was in a white and a silver box. You remember those little boxes? I was so proud of it, and I had it just. This is my girlfriend, and we're going together. And I had a banana yellow. What in the world year was that thing? It was like a 1968 um, two-door fastback Chevy. Banana yellow, just get that, with black leatherette seats. And I never forget, I put that, I, I knew that they'd be cleaning the inside of my car when I took it through the car wash because I wanted the full service for her. And I put that silver thing right in the middle of that bench seat on the back. And those girls at that car wash got in there and they rolled over top of that thing and crushed it. I was so upset with them and I didn't notice it till I got home. And so anyway, but you know the passion you have falling in love. And what God is asking us is our passion to return to our first love. Building Jesus' way, it's upside down, but it's an enduring foundation. Church, we're going to make room for God. I'm going to ask you to join me to make more room for God because, listen, God is a filler. He's not a forcer. We have to make room, but if we make room, God will come and fill the space and the room that we make in our lives. A personal awakening of faith, God among us, fasting and prayer. I want to just end with this. Next week, we, and we have a, I believe we have an image of this. We're doing the upside down Bible, uh, version, Bible project, the Gospel of Luke, but we're also using this book called Awakening. 
Yes, there we go. Awakening. I want you to get a copy. This actually is one of the most powerful books written in today's language by Stovall Weems. Stovall Weems pastors a church, a spirit-filled church in Jacksonville, Florida of 12,000 people. By the way, by the way, most of the churches that are growing like crazy in America today are spirit-filled, Bible-believing churches. Craig Groeschel's church, 50,000 believers. Church of the Highlands, 36,000. They believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit as a work that God, a gift that God has the promise of the Father for us after salvation. Stovall Weems have, has written this. We'll be going through it. I, I would encourage you to go to, on Amazon. I think it's like $12.99, and if you have Prime, they'll deliver it for free. We've ordered a limited amount of copies next week. I think uh, we'll probably sell them like 10 bucks just to get them in your hands. But I wouldn't, I'd order mine ahead of time is what I would do. And, I, and what this does, all the readings here also take you through the majority of the book of Luke but it's absolutely powerful. I believe God has an awakening for you and for me as we reset our lives and make room for God so that, indeed, things that we haven't even begun to imagine. You say, Pastor Paul, what's your, what's your goal for this year? My goal, my goal is to make room for God. And what I know is this, when our heart's right, when our soul is right, it's manifested in the barns that we build. God's going to direct us, praise God. But unless the Lord build the house, we labor in vain that build it. I want him to build the house. How about you? Praise his name. Amen. I'm going to have Pastor Daniel and his team come. If you would, you bow your heads with me. I want to take a moment to pray for you and to pray with you. If you're here today and you've heard the word of the Lord and you desire God in your life and to become a follower of Jesus Christ. As you're reflecting in your life and you want to make a reset today, whether here or online, and you want to become a follower of Jesus Christ, you want to say, Lord, I want you to forgive me I want you to fill me with your goodness. I want you to be with me so that your hand will bless my life and I can come close to you and be part of the family of God knowing that my eternal destiny is heaven but that you also have an abundant life for me right here and now because of Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, every head bowed, every eye closed, did you raise your hand right now? I want to do a reset of my life moving forward. I want to become a follower of Jesus Christ. Just raise your hand if you're online. Thank you. Online this morning, you can put it in the comments. Say, I want to reset. I want to reset. I'm going to, let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' strong name, we love you. We thank you today, Lord, that you've invited us in and you're invested in our lives and you've invited us in to your plan. We look to you this morning.
we love you. Lord, our desire is to draw close to you because you said if we seek you that we will find you. As we draw close to you, that God draws near to us as we make room for you. Lord, you will come and fill that room. You're not a forcer, but you're a filler, and we thank you for it. I pray now, Lord, as we move forward, as we reset, we claim greater things for you. Lord, beyond what our vision even is, Lord, that we would be your instruments to reach every person, man, woman, boy or girl that you have brought into our path. And we thank you for it, Lord, now. In Jesus' name I pray these things. Amen. Praise God. Do you stand with me, church?